This is the Grain Farmers of Ontario special post-March 31st USDA report, Market Trends Commentary. March 31st is always a seminal date in the grain price calendar. Each year on this date, the USDA releases their prospective plantings report for all the major crops. It usually serves as the official starting gun on the new crop year as it refines its estimates for crops about to be planted across the United States. It also can represent a major flashpoint in the market along with June 30th and the January USDA report as market volatility is usually accentuated as the market focuses on the USDA numbers. Quarterly stocks are also released which also gives a good measurement on old crop demand. And on March 31st, the USDA announced that farmers were expected to plant 90 million acres of corn, down 4 million acres from last year. And on the other hand, the USDA announced that soybean acreage would be up 7% from a year ago, coming in at 89.5 million acres. The USDA also pegged U.S. wheat acreage at 46.1 million acres, which is the lowest recorded wheat acreage in the United States since they began keeping records in 1919. Clearly, there was a major move towards soybeans in the estimates, taking away from other crops. And the major exception was cotton acreage, which USDA projected at 12.2 million acres, which is up 21% from a year ago. Quarterly stocks for corn were pegged at 8.62 billion bushels, which was up 10% from a year ago. This is reflective of the big crop last year. Usage from December 2016 to February 2017 actually increased to 3.77 billion bushels, up from 3.41 billion bushels last year. Soybean stocks were pegged at 1.73 billion bushels, which were up 13% from last year. And the December to February usage was 1.16 billion bushels, which represented a 2% decrease from a year ago. And all the wheat stocks were projected at 1.66 billion bushels, which was up 21% from a year ago. On March 31st, corn, soybeans, and wheat futures were lower than the last Market Trends report. May corn 2017 futures were at 364 a bushel, the May 2017 soybean futures were at 946 a bushel, and the May 2017 Chicago wheat futures closed at 426 a bushel. The Minneapolis May 2017 wheat futures closed at 533 a bushel, with the September 2017 contract closing at $5.49 a bushel. And the nearby oil futures as of March 31st closed at $50.60 a barrel, down from the nearby futures of last month of $53.86 a barrel. And the average price for ethanol on March 31st in the U.S. was $1.74 a U.S. gallon, up from last month at $1.74 a U.S. gallon. The Canadian dollar noon rate on March 31st was 0.75 cents U.S., down from the 0.7649 U.S. reported here last month. And the Bank of Canada lending rate remained at 0.5%. In Ontario, the mild winter has transitioned into a wet and mild spring. Winter wheat acres are now starting to green up across the province, even though weather has been cool and wet. As we move into April, seed drills will be starting to roll, especially on lighter soils, and the likelihood of widespread corn planting will start toward the end of the month. The crop mix in Ontario is unlikely to change in 2017 versus a year ago. Last year, we had approximately 2.015 million acres of corn and 2.695 million acres of soybeans in Ontario. 
And with the Canadian dollar creating $5 and $13 new crop pricing opportunities this past winter, there should be no shift one way or the other. However, spring weather will largely determine that, as corn acres can be reduced by wet and cold springs. The Ontario corn basis values have decreased into April 1st, and there continues to be ample corn supply in Ontario for the near future. With the U.S. replacement price at approximately $5.25, an import basis seems unlikely. The soybean basis is also gyrated on the Canadian dollar, but the futures drop throughout March has decreased that value as well. The Canadian dollar will continue to influence our cash price values directly for soybeans and wheat as we move ahead. And you can view all our Ontario cash grain prices by viewing the marketing section of our website. The, the bottom line is the USDA always resets the goalposts on market conditions, and they did that again on March 31st. The 89.5 million acres of soybeans was slightly higher than trade expectations and reflective of a positive soybean-to-corn ratio throughout the winter. If we use last year's yield, we can expect 4.6 billion bushels of soybeans, which is 400 million more bushels than projected demand. And when you add the large crops coming from South America, this is a very heavy burden for the soybean market to bear. Prices fell after the report on such a bearish scenario. The corn market, on the other hand, rebounded from the March 31st USDA numbers. The 90 million acres of corn predicted by the USDA was somewhat less than expected, and if we yield the same as last year on those acres, we will produce approximately 14.4 billion bushels of corn. And this is approximately 200 million bushels above the early estimate for corn demand in 2017 and 18. This is one reason why corn rebounded on the news, but it's all still relative to the big stocks in corn in the United States as well as South America. It should also be noted that the quarterly stocks were large, partly because of the big crops from last year, but also demand is not quite as strong as the hype around it. For instance, U.S. soybean demand is down from a year ago. The quarterly corn stocks were higher than expected, but still reflected a new corn demand record high of 8.32 billion bushels. These numbers will need to be watched closely over the next eight weeks for possible demand variants. In the corn market, there is increased competition from Brazil this year, and in the soybean market, there are just a lot of soybeans everywhere. It is all so rudimentary. It's like it's over before it even started. That's how the March 31st USDA report is sometimes looked at. However, there is a world of production risk ahead in the Northern Hemisphere. There will likely be some type of summer rally, because there always is. Weather in the Northern Hemisphere will be a large determinant of whether this comes true. History tells us there is always a correction. But it may not be this year. Needless to say, it will come. Now for corn, 90 million acres is down from last year, but it still represents a lot of corn when there are old crop stocks plentiful on the ground. Demand is very strong at 14.6 billion bushels, and that means with an approximate trend line yield of 170 bushels per acre in 2017, corn ending stocks will be down to 1.8 billion bushels. If you went down to 165, we'd be near 1.5 billion bushels. Clearly, any production hiccup this summer will help corn prices. Now, there generally is a change in the acreage prediction on March 31st and June 30th. Sometimes this can result in a 1 million acre increase in corn. Now, these numbers are fluid because weather is 80% of market prices. Farmers have the capacity to plant incredibly quickly, so acres on June 30th and summer weather hold the key. The May 2017-July 2017 corn future spread is minus 7.5 cents. 
as of March 31st, which is considered neutral. And the May corn contract is still priced in the lower 14% of the five-year price distribution range. Seasonally, the corn market tends to trend down through August, and last year the high was hit in mid-June. For soybeans, soybean acres were the big winners in the USDA March 31st report. 89.5 million acres are a lot of soybeans, and it wouldn't have, it would have been even larger if there was not a 12% rise in the number of cotton acres prediction. Some of the soybean acres came from reducing corn acres, but the big move was from wheat states, Kansas, Oklahoma, North Dakota, and Minnesota, and winter wheat states. Of course, the soybean prices is down significantly, with cash values now in Ontario below $12 a bushel, and the Brazilian soybean crop continues to grow in size. Soybeans are often called the great liars, as their production potential always looks fickle until combines roll. It is hard to imagine a weather event in April that will reduce the potential crop. However, this is agriculture, and anything can happen. The May 2017-July 2017 soybean future spread is minus 11 cents per bushel as of March 31st, and the May contract is currently priced in the lower 26% of the five-year price distribution range. Seasonally, the market's five-year index shows the old crop market tends to trend up through late June. For wheat, while in the United States, farmers are growing the least wheat acres since 1919. This is reflective to some extent of the market share American farmers have lost in the wheat market worldwide. With increased production in places like the Black Sea region, it is difficult to imagine our American friends getting this back. Wheat stocks remain very onerous, even with these reduced acres productions. It will take a catastrophic black swan event to change this market. Now in Ontario, one of the first tasks out of the gate in spring is side-dressing nitrogen to the wheat crop. This surely will be happening as things dry up into April. Acres usually change to some extent, but I would not expect much decrease from the approximately 900,000 Ontario wheat acres this year. Now, the value of the U.S. dollar has risen in the last few days of March, but fell off its highs from earlier in the month. The increase in interest rates in the United States is likely to continue, and although it is hard to predict the value of the U.S. dollar, it will remain very important for agricultural commodity prices. Any rise in the value of the U.S. dollar will be negative to grain futures prices. This U.S. dollar at approximately 100 on the index is having a corresponding effect on other currencies in the world. For instance, the Brazilian real has rebounded off its lows, but it's still very low. These foreign exchange gyrations impact farmer selling in Brazil, foreign demand for Russian wheat, and Chinese buying power. These factors to say nothing about how it affects the Canadian dollar impact our agricultural commodity demand. It is almost like a broken record, or like the 6 a.m. wake-up call in the movie Groundhog Day with regard to the Canadian dollar. Flooding around 75 cents continues to create the cash price mirage of heightened prices here in Ontario. That accelerates when grain futures prices are rising, but in the current environment of falling futures prices, it accelerates downward. It's all a part of pricing grain on farms in Ontario, and it continues. The marketplace is not immune from any black swan event in the coming weeks. The March 31st USGA report has set the table for the immediate grain pricing future. However, geopolitical events could also weigh in on this market. Political uncertainty between the U.S. and China and others always has to be measured. Clearly, though, large grain supplies and projections have forged a bearish market environment. In Ontario, this has been partly mitigated by a low Canadian dollar, which continues to challenge our on-farm marketing environment. There will be a USDA retrenchment on June 30th with surveyed actual acres planted. The market surely will be volatile heading toward there. Daily market intelligence 
will remain key. This has been the special post-USDA March 31st Market Trends Commentary for the Grain Farmers of Ontario. I'm Philip Shaw.